doing video now. Okay, we are live here. I got my man, Rudy Ortiz. What's up with Thank it? you so much for joining. Thank you. Yeah, for we were just me, talking about it. This I've iterated over this podcast so many times to where I did exactly what you were just talking about. The first podcast I did, I just got this thing in my head where I go, I want to be talking with the people I'm hanging out with at open mic. Sure. And so I just had a little Zoom recorder, and we were literally doing it in my truck. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, like either before or after our sets, we're going to check, and we were just podcasting. Then it kind of evolved. I was like, I got to push myself. I got to get more of a, like a permanent setup. So then I was doing it um, at in my backyard for a little bit. Yeah. And then I couldn't really move it in the garage because it gets too hot here in the summer. And then I was telling you about that studio, which – I've kind of had mixed uh, results with, but now, I don't know, I'm thinking about trying to make the garage my podcast studio. Yeah, I mean, do it. I mean, it, it kind of already is. You yeah, know, yeah. The way We're, you got it set up. You yeah. Know? I, but I know what you mean. You probably just want to have like a corner dedicated yes. or an area in the garage dedicated to it. Yeah. But yeah. I love the idea of like even doing stuff in the, you know, you mentioned you did it in your truck. Yeah. It just, it, 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 it brings a different type of inspiration, a different type of feel. It's kind of yeah, like yeah. when you're playing baseball. I don't, I don't know if yeah. you, if you're, if you follow sports, but like. I, yeah, I used to follow sports religiously. You go to different baseball parks and Wrigley Field feels different from Fenway yeah. Park and Fenway Fenway Park feels different from from uh, LA from Dodger Stadium. So yeah, yeah. I just I love the idea of podcasting in weird places. Yes. because it, it it brings a different uh, aura. I and you know what? It's I'm glad you brought that up because at first, again, I felt really self conscious. Like, man, we're recording a car. And then after I was doing that, about a couple months in, I realized Be Real has a a podcast right. type thing, and that's what he does. He calls I think he calls it Smoke Box with Be Real, and they I love just it. smoke and they they talk, and he gets big. Maybe not A-list celebrities, but he gets a lot of celebrities in there, and they're just smoking weed, right? Doing their podcast. And I think Hot Ones started like that too. Oh, that's right. I, I want to say I want to say they did. They took their chicken wings to different places, and yeah. I mean now they've evolved into something, you know, it's something big bigger. But yeah. it's just dope that it started off in such a simple, such, yeah, a, simple, yeah, such yeah. a simple form, and that's what people fell in love with. Yeah. So, dude, I mean, who knows? You'll probably you'll probably end up coming full circle and end up doing it back in your truck. Yeah, yeah. Because you'll be like, damn, that's where we had the best content. <laughs> was when we were sitting in front of the S10. Yeah. You know what? Actually, uh, you bring up a good point, and. It's kind of related to comedy. So you've been in the game for a while. Yeah, this is uh, 10 plus now. I think I'm going on year 11. Okay. And I'm counting it since the first time that I ever uh, went to an open mic. Okay. So the whole thing, like all that trash at yeah. the beginning and everything that sucked and all that, you know, yeah. shittiness. Like I, I count the whole thing. It, it, even when I was only doing a couple of mics uh, a month. Yeah, yeah. You know, so yeah, definitely counted from the first time I did open okay. mic till till now. Is there a time in your entire experience where you have some like nostalgia where you go, oh, those were the good old days when I was doing, you know, X, Y, or Z, or is it like right now where you're at the best time um, that you're feeling the best about your comedy? Well, career? I mean, I, I think that you get some nostalgia. Like when, for example, like I was at a, I was at a show last night at a cafe and you see a lot of, a lot of comics, comics that I don't know from the, from the comedy scene because they're, you know, constantly people are coming in and out yeah, yeah. rotating, like people that you started off with aren't around anymore. And now you got an influx of new comics up and comers that, you know, are trying to like make their, make their, their, they're trying to form themselves in the right. comedy scene. Right. So yeah, there is some nostalgia there when I see a lot of these cats that are hanging out together and stuff because you kind of, it, it, a lot of times you can start off a little clickish yeah. and then everybody kind of goes their own separate way. Some yeah. people fall off. Some people, you know, keep writing it hard. Yeah. yeah. Um, and yeah, so I, when I see that, when I see a bunch of dudes in the back, just like chilling, they got their, they got their notebooks out there writing yeah, terrible yeah, yeah. jokes that yeah, are going to yeah, yeah, bomb yeah. that night. You right. know what I mean? I'm like, Oh yeah. Those, you know, I, I remember that. That was dope too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But as time goes on though, you know, I just kind of feel like you have to stay in the moment. So I do also think that this is the best time, you know, yeah. because I've, I've stuck with it for a while now. A lot of us stick with it for a while. A lot of us fall off. Um, and I just, I, I've learned to just, as the years go by and I keep doing this, I just learn to appreciate the moment and be in the moment because that's really what keeps you going. Not just in comedy, but just like in life in general, man, you got to be in the moment to, yeah. to muster up the energy yeah. to withstand the bullshit, which is life, you know, yeah. day in and day out struggles and failures and victories. I mean, you got to really be in the moment and connected with what's in front of you to make it all feel worth it. Yeah. If you aren't thinking about what happened a minute ago and you're not thinking about what's going to happen in the next minute, there is this kind of Zen thing that most you definitely get sucked into this vortex. Like whatever's happening right now is okay. Yeah. It's fine. I mean, why get caught up in the future? The future future's not here, as corny as it sounds. The future's yeah. not here yet. It doesn't yeah. even exist. You're just afraid of what may happen. And then also why get caught up in the past? The past is gone. The past is pretty much in in, in the present. 
the past is just a story that you create. Yeah. However you choose to describe it, that's the past. Yeah. I could, you know, I could have been a uh, terrible at baseball when I was a kid. You know, you yeah, you yeah. have no idea, but yeah. in my mind, I'm like, you know what, yeah. I was pretty good. There's a lot was, of those people talking about Somebody asked me, like, hey, yeah. were you any good at baseball? You yeah. know what, I was pretty good. For you? Like, yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. For you. <laughs> I'm like, how long have I known you? Two days? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I was fucking phenomenal. Yeah, <laughs> I was knocking them out of the park. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. again, you know, you stay, in the, you stay in the present so that you can muster up the courage and the strength and the energy to deal with this shit, man, because, yeah. you know, life is life is constant. Life life doesn't hear your screams and your cries for help, no. right? So it's just going to keep on rolling with or without you. Just got to, I, I, someone else put it this way, but you got to, when you're caught in the rapids, you got to just relax and let it push gotta you. Relax, right? <laughs> you got to relax, you know? And then, and then when you're, when, you, but see the key to that, you know, since we're on this like, like metaphor, life yeah, metaphor. Philosophical. The key to that though, in my opinion, and this applies to anything is when you do let yourself go in the rapids, mm. um, when you're caught in them, your mind has to be in a certain place also. It can't just be like physically like, okay, I'm just letting go and then whatever happens, happens. Yeah, you could do that. Mm. But if you really want to get out of it or if you really want to make something of those rapids, then your mind has to be prepared for, yeah. um, you know, for, for what comes around the, the, the bend, what, what's, coming, what's yeah. coming on down, down the other side of the river. You, yeah. know, you have to be anticipating things so that you can jump into action yeah. when the time is right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't just sit there and let the fucking river kill you right i mean you don't right. want that necessarily by the way can we curse yeah 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 okay no, there's right, a sorry. lot of cursing right. okay. i yeah no la the last podcast i did i actually um mark, mark i scored with uh, uh interview with mark norman uh -huh. and that guy's just a potty mouth right <laughs> okay so yeah. like everything was fuck jizz cunt <laughs> yeah <laughs> so yeah it's like no that's fine and yeah that's kind of how i that's how i roll on stage anyway oh, God, i don't know if that's how i roll in the jizz ugh. yeah disgust just say it, fucking come like a man yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh he yeah he has words for everything yeah, no. so it, yeah it was great but uh no that's how i roll on stage and that's how i roll in this podcast i t i tick the uh um, when you upload things to at least the website I use, it has, is this uh, parental advisory or whatever? Oh, no. Uh, uh, I, I forget what the word is. I think adult content. Anyway, yeah. I tick that box fully expecting everyone to be using every word <laughs> available sure. to them. I'm not going to lie, Actually, man. you know what? That's a good... I, I was going to get to that question at one point or another. So um, we live in a time where stand-up comedy is really kind of at the forefront of entertainment. Right. And it seems like stand-up comics now are, they are the ticket. But at the same token, we live at a time when people are very sensitive with the words that are used and the stories that are told. Sure. Do you uh, do you think? Or at that least that's what it seems like. It's it, there's a there's a sense of that, like the term cancel culture, right? Are you feeling like as a comedian when you're getting in front of people, you're a little more concerned that um, what you like maybe attitudes or jokes that would have gone over eight years ago, ten years ago, right now people might go, oh fuck that, that's not. Well, I, I think that good jokes are good today or 10 years ago. You know, good yeah, yeah. jokes, jokes yeah. that actually have some bite and actually have some teeth yeah. and actually are thoughtful and thought out. I think they're good in any era. Yeah. Um, do I think that maybe nowadays people are compelled by uh, by social media and by other things that distract us yeah. from actually thinking things through and putting things into context as opposed to just being triggered by certain verbiage? Right. Do I think that exists? Yeah, it does, you know, and and I don't think that I don't think that that's going to kill comedy. I'm not yeah. afraid to go on stage and 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 talk about something because I think that I'm going to be canceled. Yeah. You know, I just think that that's a trend that's going on right now. But yeah. um, I, I mean, I don't I don't fear it when I go on stage. I don't say to okay. myself, "Oh man, like I better be careful with what I say." No, because if I'm going to say something, I'm either going to say a stupid ass joke, yeah, that wasn't thought out and that was no good, yeah, or I'm gonna that has some that has some triggering content, yeah, yeah, or I'm gonna tell a great joke that was really thought out and was really good, yeah. and still had some triggering content. But if it's the latter, yeah, I will take that shit all day. I mean, I'm not, yeah. you know, if if you laughed, I don't give a fuck if you were offended. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, laughed, yeah. right, right. So how how mad can you be when you're when you're laughing? Yeah. You know, so yeah. No, I, so your I, game I, hasn't changed because of all the social media no, crap I, that's out there. I try not to. I, I I try my best to not to not get caught up in social media rhetoric, man. Because yeah. it's uh, you know, because I'm I'm 36, so half of my life I feel like the internet took over in in the 2000s, right? Yeah. So let's say you know social media really took over in what? How old is Facebook? Well, yeah, Facebook I think was around 2000 between 2006 and 2008. It started taking off, but Twitter I think is where the people's um, 
I guess, sensitivities started getting, yeah. and that was around 2010, 2011. So let's say 2010. 2010, yeah. I'm um, 28 at the end of 2010, mm-hmm. okay? By that time, I had already yeah. figured out that um, people were kind of bending towards this trend of mm. um, instant gratification through through vilifying somebody. It yeah. feels so good to vilify. It feels yeah. so fucking good. Now, why? Vengeance is sweet. Oh, it's so sweet. Now, yeah. now, now, do I think? Do I think that it's deep down? It's because we all have some shadows and some shit in our skeleton, in our uh, skeletons yeah. in our closet, and we just love to to project project on others. Yes. Yeah, I do think that that's yeah, why. I but think that's that another story. That's you another know? story. You're right. Yeah, but yeah. but I I by, by the end of 2010, if we're given that, if we're saying that that's the the time when yeah. you know this this cancel culture or this trigger culture uh, uh, really took over. Um, dude, I had already lived a life where yeah. I was like, I understand that people yeah. are just following a trend, and I understand the the how feeble our minds can be yeah. when we're when we're literally spending all day and all week and all month scrolling and yeah. reading stories and clicking on on stories that are misleading and misguiding. Yeah. I, I I had already I had already had enough time as on Earth to to kind of get get a hold of that notion, you know, that people yeah. will follow trends. So it didn't, you know. I, I've seen it on both sides already. I've yeah. seen it on both sides. And yeah, I just, I think that right now we're living through, we kind of, we, we kind of have to go through this portion where everybody's going to be um, so quick to say that they're offended and be triggered before we see like the Renaissance, like the rebirth in uh, terms of our culture, our yeah, feeble yeah. ass American culture. Yeah. We'll come back. Yeah. We'll come back because you know, art, the cool part about art is that it's subversive. People love to see the opposite. Yes. So as as much as you try to suffocate yeah. what it is that people can talk about and what it is that people can touch on yeah. without taking the time to listen to what they're saying yeah. and consider their content or their context, yes. the, the more you do that, the more you're actually creating an atmosphere for people to be like, fuck this man yeah I'm, I'm sick of that shit yeah. and it might not be us in 2019 or 20 or 21 yeah it might be like in 2030 yeah. where these bozos kids yeah. are gonna grow up and be like i don't want to be like my fucking dad you yeah, can't yeah, say yeah. this and you can't say that yeah. you can't talk about it fuck that you yeah, know yeah. because that's what you're that, that's that's how how art works you know yeah. a, a lot of times something gets pressed upon you and all yeah. you want to do is the opposite you're the reflection of what's being pressed on society, right? There you go. Which is the 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 mirror, I guess, mirror image. There yeah, we go. There we go. The, the so, and, and so we just go back and forth. You know, everybody thinks yeah. that we're so unique and we're so special. Like this oh. generation, oh, this generation has figured it out. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're we're the ones that are breaking through. No, no. Yeah. And I'm not even gonna say you're you're an idiot. No, you're yeah. just a regular human being because. People, people. I, I believe that people tend to do that throughout humanity. We're yeah. going back and forth on. Yeah. On today, it's called progressive and and or uh, uh, progressive and conservative. You know those two, those two, uh, dyna- those two sides of the coin have always existed. Yeah. You know, and it's just that's just how human growth works. You go left, you go right. You go hot, you go cold. Yeah. You go up, you go down, and you just continue to evolve as human beings, playing that game, yeah. the back and forth game. Right. But no, but hey, if you want to believe that we're the only ones that yeah. this generation yeah, yeah. Are the, is the only ones that's figured it out, yeah. you know, then by all means, live in that fantasy land if you want. But don't yeah. be shocked when your kid yes. is listening to your jokes that don't say cunt or don't say fag or yeah, don't say yeah. nigger or yeah. don't say, you know, uh, uh, whatever, whatever other yeah, yeah. words. Out. A lot of good words out don't, there. Don't be surprised yeah. when your kids are yeah. saying that shit and looking at you and saying, oh, man, you're such a fucking, yeah. oh, you're such an old timer. You're such an old ass person. Like, yeah. oh, stop that dad don't you know we don't want to hear that shit i mean it's gonna happen and my thing has always been um context you you touched on context that's very important but also uh, a moment doesn't make a man or a moment doesn't make a person right so you have maybe someone who's been on on a podcast or done a show or done a joke on stage where the masses come after him and then but really you gotta go well no 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 step back what is that person like yeah is that person good to other people in his life? Is that person good to his neighbors? Is that person, you know, going out there with the best of intentions and the best effort that he can make or she can make in that moment? Most of the time, I feel like people are are trying to do the right thing. Right. But maybe just something happens that's off color or maybe um, poor judgment. Right. And then they get judged as a whole. Like, this is your life. This is who you are. And fuck you. And then they get canceled or whatever the term will be, right? Whatever the buzzword might be. But really it's like, no, let's look back and just say that was a moment in his life. 
like we were talking about, there's the present, there's, there's the, uh, there's the past, there's the future, but really he just had this point in time where something happened that people found off color or off putting and then they crucify him. Right. And if you're talking about a comic, I mean, also, you know, you have to consider the fact that that person was trying to be funny. They were, they were, they were trying to be funny. Yeah. You have to consider where they were going, you know, like if, if you don't like the joke or if you think the joke was poorly formed, that's valid. Yeah. That's all good, but for but for anybody to sit there and take a uh, take a comic's joke or, or their attempt at being funny, and use that to basically as a broad brush to paint that person as a villain yeah. or as just an overall piece of shit. I mean, come on, man, you got to give me more than a two minute bit yeah. on on gay marriage to convince me that yeah. somebody's a, a a complete villain and a piece of shit. You got to yeah. give me more than that. Yeah. I mean, don't insult my intelligence and don't insult your own intelligence. Don't yeah. shortchange yourself yeah. by saying that you figured this person out through a mm. one minute bit. That's presumptuous. I, I, you, you see what I'm saying? Oh, I mean, yeah, what, yeah. What, are, what are you telling me about yourself? I mean, you're, you're clearly saying that this person is a villain yeah. and that we should all shit on him yeah. or her. But you're also telling me that you think that you have the ability to figure somebody out in 50 seconds. Yeah. And is that really fair to me, the person that you're trying to pass this information on to? Yeah. And also yourself. You know, because yeah. you're shortchanging yourself. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Who who were some of your uh, comic influences? Man, um, what could I? You know, I mean, I, I liked I, I liked the the guys that you saw on TV a lot. Of, a lot of the times, it's the stuff that you see on TV. Yeah. Um, you know, growing up for me, like I loved watching Martin on TV. Oh, Martin yeah, Lawrence, great. Uh, I loved uh, Paul Rodriguez growing okay. up as a kid. Yeah, yeah. Got a little bit older, and then I started like realizing how fucking dope like guys were like George Carlin were. Mm. Um, and I took a lot. I, I think that those guys kind of gave me a, a philosophy. Yeah, you know, in terms of what funny is. You know, sometimes funny is really physical and and really really like uh, cheesy. Yeah, yeah. And then sometimes funny is really intelligent and well thought out and brilliant. You know, so um, guys like that. And you have bridges in between and both you have and a in lot between. of acts. And yeah. it's okay to yeah. go back and forth. Yeah. You know, it's okay. If you want to be, whatever you're going to be, just be honest. Yeah. You know, that that's that's all. I mean, don't be don't be a, a, a disingenuous person with whatever it is that you're doing, because then that makes you corny, in my opinion. Oh, and yeah, yeah. corny isn't funny. You yeah, know, so yeah. don't just don't be just be sincere with whatever it is that you're doing, whatever style it is that you like and that and that compels you. As long as you're being authentic, man, I mean, it's it's all good. Yeah. No, that's good to hear because I think sometimes what makes me laugh is really goofy, immature stuff. Yeah. And when I try to execute on stage, you know how you judge yourself before you've even been judged by the, the audience? I go, right. man, I'm being too goofy right now. I need to be more edgy or, or be more something. And then I go, but no, but I want to be goofy on stage. That's right. kind of like that's what's driving me right now. Or at least what I'm striving for. So it's good to hear that you can, you know, yeah. you should be able to span both areas but, or but, sit in one area if it's what you like. But the key, the key to that is, is being sincere. You know, yeah. th- there's no greater sincerity than being yourself, yeah. you know, and the crowd could smell that on you like a dog smells fear. Yeah. If you, if you go out there, in my opinion, if you go out there and I, I say this not, not just as a performer, but also like an observer, like I love to sit and watch comedy shows even now. Yeah. Yeah, you yeah. know, like I've been, do- I've been doing this for a while now, but I, I just I just love comedy that much. I will yeah. go to a show that I'm not performing on or even right. expect to perform on and just watch it. But the thing is that the crowd can smell it like a dog, because if you go out on the stage, the performer goes out on the stage and they're not being sincere with with who they are with with uh, with the crowd. Yeah. You know, you can sense it. You can sense it in their lack of conviction. You can uh, sense it in, in their lack of going all the way with the bit. Yeah. You can see it in the eyes. Yeah, you yeah, know what yeah. I mean? You can, you can feel it in the tremble in their voice oh, and, yeah, and, yeah. and the, the lack of putting their foot down on a punchline. People yeah. aren't stupid. And that's yeah. what I love about stand-up comedy, man, is yeah. because every show, no matter how shitty or how dope it is, is really just a case study in like Ooh. human interaction. Yeah, I love it. I love it as an observer of of comedy and as a performer. I love it because of that reason. It's really just like a we're going to do a project here. Yeah, let's put 40 people in the same room and then put one motherfucker with the microphone on stage and let's see how this goes. Yeah. You know, maybe some people will listen. Maybe some people will hate it. Maybe some people will love it. Maybe everybody be all in, but they don't laugh. Yeah. Maybe the crowd will collectively fucking love you and lift you up into the air. And maybe the collect the crowd will collectively be like, fuck this person. Yeah. And shit on them. Right. You know, I, I think it's a really fun thing to watch. Yeah. You know, I dig it. it. It is. How do you, so speaking of that, in order to get your act where you really believe in the stuff you're delivering, uh, 
and this is where I was really naive coming into it, but uh, the repetition that it requires, right? Like you got to go over these jokes and you're saying them over and over. Do you have any tips or what helped you, um, uh, I guess, commit to a joke and then doing it over and over until you finally had it perfected and where you believed in it so much it was working, you know, consistently uh, across different audiences? Was there any kind of like um, mindset you had to have in order to keep working on the same jokes over and over or well, is I mean, it just something you just do you commit to it's like i like this joke and i'm going to keep working on well, it well number one if you're a glutton for punishment by nature that's going to help you out a lot <laughs> you know yeah. what i mean if, if you're just the type of person that just you know enjoys getting your ass kicked and eating a shit sandwich yeah uh as long as you're eating i guess yeah, you yeah. know then that's going to help you out a lot but it's not necessarily just that i mean there's definitely an element of um sitting down and doing the work you know you got to sit down and write the jokes out and right. formulate them and actually yeah. structure them to the way that you want them that's definitely a big plus but the one thing that i always um when i talk to comics uh, new ones or seasoned comics you know guys that that, that I, I came up with like the one thing that i always go back to that i feel has been the the main factor in all of this for me is you have to when you go on stage. I really think that you're what you're doing, aside from trying to make a bunch of people laugh, mm. and uh, you know show them how clever you are and how funny you are. Oh and all yeah, this, yeah, right? yeah. Aside from doing that, right? Yeah. What you're really doing is you're working on your nerve. You're building up your nerve. You know, because think about what it takes to go actually go up there and perform. Not just comedy. But just to perform, you know, what you're basically saying through your vehicle of performance, whatever it may be, is you're basically saying, I'm good at this and I'm going to show you guys and I'm going to impress you guys. I'm worth your time. I'm worth your time. Yeah. That takes some audacity. It does. You know, that, that yeah. takes a little bit of like, you know, hey, this is, it's ballsy to do that. Yeah, yeah. So when you're up there, you really got to work on your nerve, man. And if I could form, if, I mean, just to give you an example, like you go up, you go up on stage and as the years go by. And the more you do this and the 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 stronger you build your nerve, you'll notice little things, you know, like when you first start, sometimes you don't make eye contact with the person in the front row when a joke bombs. Oh, yeah. But as years go by, a joke bombs and you're looking at that motherfucker dead in the eye. Kinda, yeah. Kind of like this is where we're at. This is where we're at. You know? <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. And, and so yeah. little things like that are, are I mean, if, if you don't know exactly what I mean, just, you know, go to an open mic and give it a try. And then maybe you'll understand what I'm saying. Yeah. And then do it for 10 years. And <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then and then maybe you'll understand what I'm saying. But yeah. I think you I think you get where I'm coming from. There's oh, yeah, this. Yeah. There's this this ability that you want to that you want to build for yourself, in which, whether you're doing well mm. or you're or you're tanking, yeah, you still have the audacity to stand there and continue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And shit, man, that's 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 a that's a fucking metaphor for life in and of itself. You know? Yeah. No, I like what you said about the you got to ha- be a glutton for punishment because everyone I'm talking to, um, who I have respect for and I think is doing good things in, in comedy right now. They're all saying the same thing. They're, they say, this is a blue, blue collar craft, right? This isn't a situation where you pick up, you know, and this, I don't believe this in, in the music world either, but this isn't a situation where you pick up an instrument and you're automatically like a virtuoso, mm. right? Which I don't think that happens either. I think anyone who's good at anything puts in a lot of work. Um, however, the difference being is, what we're doing, we need the audience there, and we need to fail in front of the audience. Whereas if I want to learn a guitar, I can go in my room and be a goof for the next three years, but kind of figure things out. Right, right, Because right. I'm listening to records, and I'm playing the chords, I'm playing the notes, and I go, I think I'm getting closer, I'm getting closer, I'm getting closer. And so when you get on stage, you might have an 85% confidence that you're going to make something beautiful. Right, right, right. But when I sit down and write, I go... Okay, right now, I you said it clever. I'm feeling like a clever boy right now. Yeah. I wrote down some a turn on words, so I'm going to get, and then you get in front of people and they're staring at you. Yeah. Like, oh, shit. Whatever I thought was clever is not universally clever. Right, because you're so, going to be judged. You're, you're, so you're I just exposing failed. yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just failed. Everyone gets to see that I failed. Yeah. And you know they're, and you failed in front of them, and yes. when you get off stage, you're going to be a failure, and when you walk through the crowd, yes. you're going to be a failure, and when you get to the back of the club yeah. with all the other comics that are not going to say shit to you because you, they, know you, they know you had a bad set and yeah. they don't want to be disingenuous, yeah, you were yeah. a failure, and when you get in your car, you were a failure, and yes. when everybody else in the crowd go, gets in their car and they talk shit about how bad you were, you'll be a failure you're then uh, and that's what you need and you that's need what we that. picked that's what you chose we chose it so you chose so you need those things to happen in my opinion if if you want to like even have the endurance for yeah. for any for anything 
Yeah, not, yeah. You know, not just stand up for anything. I mean, you got to yeah. be willing to go through the fucking, through the valleys, yeah. right? If you want to come out on the other side. Did you ever have a moment um, where you thought, I got to walk away from comedy because of just the the grind of it all? Uh, I mean, there are definitely some times where, you know, you're not, you're just not up for it, you know, because like you're not, I mean, I'm, I'm a human being. You know, I'm going to have emotions, going to, I'm going to be happy. I'm going to be sad. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I don't want to talk about things. You know, sometimes I don't want to talk in general. You know, sometimes when you're fucking bummed out and you feel like you feel like a low life and other things in life are affecting you and things aren't working out for you. You don't want to go, you don't want to go, go to that open mic or you don't want to go to that showcase and you don't want to book anything, you know? Um, so did I ever want to step away from, from, uh, uh, up completely? No, no, I I can honestly say that that's never happened to me, but there's been plenty of times where I just don't feel like going up tonight. I don't feel like doing it tonight, you know, cause, and and sometimes that's good for you too, though, Matthew, because you need some stuff to reflect on and, and write some new material or, or at least have some material in your heart. That's going to inspire some shit and make you, and make you, you know, maybe reconsider your view on the world or look at things differently and, and uh, maybe you you're bummed out because you're wrong about something that your friend or your family convinced you you're, you're wrong on you fucked up yeah. and you're real you're accepting it you know yeah. so so you take you take from that pain and you take from that that uh that that depression or whatever it may be yeah at the moment you take from that and who knows man you might become inspired to come up with some dope ass material after that you have no idea so just go with it that that's yeah. that's what I say you know if if you're not feeling if you if you feel swagless just be swagless. You know, yeah. and just kind of go through the motions. It's a wave and just ride that shit. Yeah. 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 That's good. That's a good tip. Um, how, how do you, uh, what's changed in the scene since when you first started till now? What has changed in the scene? Well, I mean, you know, the, my scene has always been the San Francisco scene. Okay. Um, there's definitely, uh, you know, I, I'm, just to bring it back to the political, uh, correct, the politically correct, uh, atmosphere that everybody keeps keeps pointing at yeah um i I mean i i I have to agree with that to a certain extent because you know i've always felt that the bay area has always kind of been a hub for um artistry yeah and a hub for uh free thinking and forward thinking and even sometimes anarchy yeah um because i and i actually think some of the i actually think those those things can go together hand in hand like in the same vehicle you know um, so definitely one, th- and I don't think it's just the Bay area scene. I'm pretty sure it's America in general. Yeah. Uh, but you know, if we're a microcosm of, of the country that we live in, then I would definitely say that, yeah, the, the political, politically correct atmosphere yeah. that, that we're, we're going through right now has definitely seeped its dirty little hands into the comedy world. Right. You know, so yes, I, I do see, I do see people or I do hear people talk about their fears. You know, a lot yeah. of good comics still go on stage and still talk about whatever they want to talk about. Yeah, yeah. And they, and they even address that the change in the, the atmosphere, you know, yeah. but when we're off stage or when I hear when I meet newer comics, I do um, see a lot of men and women from all different backgrounds reconsider and think twice about mm. this joke or about that joke because they don't want to upset anybody. And it's always some hypothetical, hypothetical group, anybody, yeah, or, or this I, I don't want to I don't want to upset anyone. Some person yeah. that doesn't even exist. Yeah, we have no idea who this person is. Just okay. anyone. I don't want to yeah, anybody. Yeah. You know. Yeah, yeah. So that that's one thing that I've definitely seen change over time, and not just with the not just with the comics that I've I've worked with over the last like ten or eleven years. Yeah, but also newer comics. Newer comics come in with that yeah. mentality, right? And they're like, yeah, man, I don't say this. I don't talk about that. This is racist. This is misogynistic. This is um, you know, this is homophobic. Uh, it's like, wow, man, like you guys really, you guys really are putting up a lot of boundaries for yourself, you yeah. know, without even playing around within them and see if yeah. you can come up with anything good, you know? And, um, if I had to point anything out, it, it would be that, but that could just be my, my old man ways, yeah. you know, that, that it could just be that too. I could just be like the old man on the lawn saying, Hey man, get off my yeah, lawn. Yeah, yeah. You know, it could be that too. But that's the first thing that, that definitely comes to mind when I think about the, the change okay. in, in shit, not just. Not just this scene, but I bet you it's all scenes. I bet you you got a guy like me saying that they've seen this type of change in almost all comedy scenes. Yeah, and I and I do wonder, I, is that for the best? Because it might have been that maybe people were too reckless when they got on stage. Reckless in what regard, though? And Well, I'm wondering if... Uh, so here's, here's my thought on... it's. So I think comedy... Chappelle said this, so this is an original thought, but I've been thinking this. So he says, comedy is funny, comedy is mean. Comedy right. is funny. 
until you're on the receiving end of some kind of joke and then comedy is mean. Right. And I think a lot of people who don't really look at comedy as um, fans or a student of comedy, they do consider it a mean thing because you do have to tease. You have to bust balls. Yeah. I think that's part of the thing is like, even if it's yourself, right? You take the prototypical example of Rodney Dangerfield. He gets on stage and he shits on himself, right? All right. his experience, but he's still being mean, but he's just being mean to himself. And so it kind of makes it palatable for everyone. But to some extent, a comedian needs to get on stage and start calling things out, right? Like right. if there's something going wrong in the room, almost always a, co- a comedian's going to check that, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, and you kind of have to be mean about it. So I'm just wondering, in the past, was comedy much more mean-spirited? And if we go back, here's a great example. People like to criticize, uh, I forget which Eddie Murphy album it was, um, but I think he used fag in it a lot. Mm-hmm. And he used some other things about being gay. And uh, people look back and go, oh, you know, that wouldn't, that wouldn't work. That wouldn't Nowadays, fly now. That wouldn't fly now. So is it better that we're looking at this and saying, oh, maybe we shouldn't be using these certain words on stage or using these contexts, or is it a bad thing? Well, I, I, I'm, not, I'm not a big fan of saying that we shouldn't use certain words, you know, because yeah. which I think what you do there is you start giving, um, you start reducing your, your, your ability and, the, and, and, you, and you start reducing the people around you's ability to look into subtleties, nuance, yeah. um, complex situations, uh, metaphors. You, you basically start training and conditioning people to say, "Hey, look! When you hear this, when you hear this word, which is a compilation of these letters and these sounds, uh, when you hear that, be offended. Be offended. No yeah. matter no matter why they're saying it, yeah. why they're using it, don't even question. Yeah, don't even ask. Is that a good thing in and of itself? No, no, it's, it's not. control. It's not, and and yeah. it's also conditioning yeah. the people that are looking up to you for guidance. Yeah. It's conditioning them to not use their brain power, yeah. to not consider subtleties and nuance. That's one of the things that bothers me the most that I've noticed about uh, this this second half of my life. You know, the the American the American uh, collective culture is now riddled with the disease of the lack of 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 seeking out why something happened critical thinking critical thinking yeah yeah it's we're, not it, good. It, it's, it's not we're not in a good place with critical we, thinking we 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 shit on the idea of critical thinking we yeah. we discourage it we actually tell people that if you if you wonder why something that offended me and that bothered me if yeah. you even ask why it it, it, it hurt me yeah. or what's the reasoning behind it then you must be part of the problem also and that uh, is in my opinion utter bullshit and yeah. useless yeah. to the the, fo- the whoever it is that's learning from you you're yeah, not doing yeah, yeah. them a favor at right. all you're making them weaker yeah you're made that's why i love the name of uh dave Chappelle's album sticks and stones because yeah. it's such an old yeah. you know idea yeah but it's still but it rings true even to this day you know yeah. sticks and stones may break my bones but words will never hurt me right yeah that's not just a limerick for a little kid yeah to get over the fact that you know somebody's calling them lemonhead or whatever, right, right? right right it's a reminder uh-huh it's a reminder that it's not the words necessarily yeah that are to harm you yeah it's the 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 sentiment behind them yeah that's that's what one should seek out if they want to find the truth the sentiment behind things yeah you know it's now now do terrible words come with terrible sentiments by god yes they do yeah, many times yeah, yeah, many yeah. times yeah. but i would want my child uh-huh if I had one, I would want them to have the ability to have the um, the the capacity to sit there and have somebody spew hate at them mm-hmm. and for them to critically think why this is all happening to them, as opposed to just running for cover. Yeah. And and begging somebody to protect them. Yeah. I don't want I don't want to I wouldn't want to have a useless child like that. Yeah. I would want my child to be able to critically think about the situation at hand. Yeah. And make an intelligent educated decision yeah yeah. you know using their own efforts as opposed to just running to mommy or daddy getting spoon-fed some kind of and saying hey protect me because this person is saying these things and i don't know how to deal with that yeah i I wouldn't who the fuck would want a kid like that's a useless human being that you just created yeah and there is yeah for me i i have two kids and there is a big effort now in uh, with kids, you got to say, well, whose problem is this right now? Right. Is this is this the mom and dad's problem or is this your problem, kid? Because a lot of the problems that we're running to help our kids with are not our problems. Right. 
right? They got to figure this out. Shoelaces, you got to learn to tie a shoelace at some point. That's your problem. You need yeah. to figure out. Yeah. <laughs> and even, and even, even in between, between siblings. Yeah. You know, you can't, I, I, lo- I love when I, I love when I see parents tell their kids to stop being such a tattletale. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Not because, not because every kid needs to just handle their problems on their own. I mean, yeah, yeah. you know, if they're getting beat up at school, or if somebody's taking yeah, their yeah. lunch money, you know, if it's something that's like that, that there's that levels is beyond to the control. it. Yeah. 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 If, if it's at a certain level where it's like, damn, like this kid is completely helpless. Yeah. And yeah. Come and tell me what's up. But if you and your brother are fighting over something, fighting over a game, fighting over a video game, that's a small thing now. Yeah. But in the long run, that's like symbolic for the way that they're going to handle themselves yes. amongst their fellow citizens, with their neighbors, with their coworkers, with their countrymen. Yeah. You know, that's your, your, you're conditioning them now yeah. to deal with issues that they're going to have with people that they're going to have to deal with every fucking day. And they're not, That's there's right. not going to be no recourse where no. you can go tell your mom or no. tell your dad. And you know who that, you know, the, the person that, that, that kid ends up being turning into is just like this weak ass kid or weak yeah. ass grown up that everywhere they go, they're just looking for a way to get somebody in trouble so that they can get them out of their way because they seem like too difficult to deal with. And that's a, I mean, that's just a shitty person. That's a shitty person. And I can tell you, uh, so I'm, I'm in the corporate world. I can tell you that that is getting more and more prevalent mm. inside businesses, you know, mm. that's, I'm sorry to hear that. <laughs> and, and, I, and I'd be willing to say that it's just getting more and more prevalent in, um, in, everywhere, in just everywhere almost. in the world yeah, in yeah, general, yeah. but no, man, that's, that's terrible. You, I, I would not want to have a child and condition him in that fashion. I would want yeah. my kid to be able to fucking fight and defend themselves and work things out on their own. Yeah. No, you're going to have to do that. Uh, yeah. With my daughters, I'm much more of the mindset of I let it play out. Like I don't jump in until I start hearing, you, you know, like maybe a slap or a hit and then, all right, what's going on <laughs> Something in here? Breaks and yeah, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be like, all right, you guys, uh, we gotta, we gotta slow it down here a bit. Now, and uh, I just, but, I just want to say one more thing. I'm not a parent though. So yeah. I, I, I totally understand that there's a great possibility that like in five years, if I have a three-year-old daughter, or a four-year-old daughter, You'll be I could be in. saying something totally different. Like no. uh, this is just a lot of horseshit coming out of my mouth right now, perhaps because no. I don't have kids. I, no, I don't think, I think what you're saying here is absolutely right and even if you were following your instincts as a parent you would be having you would be coming to the same conclusions which is i could fix i could fix this problem temporarily yeah and you'll feel good for maybe a day maybe 10 minutes maybe 5 minutes but ultimately like you said you're going to be going out into uh uh into the world and guess what life is a contact sport right and you're going to have to know how to you're going to have to know how to cope with whatever emotions you get when you got one person, two people, ten people shitting on you, mm-hmm. and you go, "Ah, oh, man, I got to figure this out." Does it mean that now I kind of have to submit and just go with their plan for now? Maybe, or does it mean I stand my ground and, and alienate myself from the, these ten people? Maybe you do that too. Yeah. Maybe you fight back. There's a lot of different options, but ultimately, that comes with self self confidence and experience. Yes. Where do they get their experience in the household when they're having a dispute with their brother or sister over some kind of toy? Yeah. Right. That's the first fundamental, uh, what, what, what would they call that, developmental stage mm-hmm. of a child. How do I get along with my siblings? And so, um, yeah, no, I think, uh, it's, it's, I think I, you're right on the money, and I think you'll have those instincts when you're a parent too. But here's what's going to happen. You're going to be bumping into other parents who don't have those instincts, and they're reading these books that say, okay, well, when little Jimmy is uh, you know, feeling frustrated with his shoelace, make sure to get in there and tie his shoelace or right. pat him on the head and tell him that the rest of the world is fucked up and he doesn't yeah. deserve to be treated like that. Um, and then 20 years from and now, you got to just bite your lip when you see this stuff going on. And then like 20 years from now, little Jimmy's on the couch, like with no shoes on, like yeah. screaming at his mom, like, mom, where's the pizza rolls? Yeah, I want yeah. pizza rolls. It's yeah. like, come on, you little useless bastard. Right. We should have let you tie your shoes. We should have let you get slapped around a couple of times. Maybe you would have, yeah. maybe you would have figured it out, you know? Yeah. So I commend parents though, because I know parents is, is an artistry. It's, it's a science and an art. You know, so I commend yeah. you guys for doing that because the thing about being a parent is that you got to teach your kids something really fucked up. And that's yeah. this. Life isn't fair, yeah. but you should always be. Oh, and, and it's yeah, like, yeah. I don't know how you, yeah. that's a mind fuck for like a five-year-old. It Life is. isn't fair, but yeah. you should always be. It, that's yeah. incredible. I, I, yeah. it's, and some of you guys do it so gracefully and some of you guys suck at it. Yeah. But it's just an, it's an inc- it's a, a crazy task yeah. that you have to take on as a parent. So I always salute you guys for like raising humans. You yeah. know, it's, it seems like a very tough thing to do. It is tough and it isn't. Um, but I think uh, when we were talking about uh, delivering, there are some analogies with like uh, 
writing down what you think, what you feel and delivering on stage. And then also being a parent, like at the end of the day, a lot of what I'm talking about with, you know, how do you deal with a kid who's frustrated with some, it's all there's techniques, but ultimately you got to be true to yourself and you got to have as much of a unfiltered type of, I guess, love, if you will, for this kid to say, okay, you're your own thing. And we're not always going to see eye to eye, but I got your back when, when you really need it. Right. Be there to help you. But then in the same token, you got to figure a lot of this stuff out on your own. Right. And there are stages, right? Like obviously a two-year-old, you're going to be treating, you are going to be treating, uh, you know, baby in them, right? So to speak, because they need to take care of things. But then at certain stages, you just, uh, got to let it go. Yeah. You're you on your to. own kid. And if you think about, I'm a, I'm a little older than you, but we, we did come up in that age where we just had entire days in the summer, right? Right. Where we would just go out and explore and sometimes get lost. Dude. Be like, where the fuck are, I think we go, I think, but we figured it out. We yeah. always got back home. Yeah. Like, like getting locked out of your house. Yeah. With no cell phone and no money and no house key. Yeah. Can be extreme. And your parents are at work and they don't come home till like five o'clock. That while. is so good for you. Mm-hmm. That is so good for you. You know yeah. I mean? I know it's, you, you're learning how to survive. Yeah, yeah. You know, you're figuring out a way to like to to just spend your day without, you know, getting hit by a car or getting attacked by a pit bull. You know, like you're you're learning how you're learning how to just make it until, you know, your mom comes home. That is such a great life lesson. And the notion of even letting a kid walk to school alone. You could get in trouble for that nowadays. You do you do you understand I mean, I think you understand. To me, that's just so incredibly uh, 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 it's such a disservice to that child. To tell them that we're going to protect you to the to you know to the craziest levels. Yeah. But then one day you're gonna have to do this on your own, and then you just it's like it's like how fair is it to have a bear in captivity its yeah. entire life? Right. And then Good all analogy. of a sudden, and then all of a sudden you're like, all right, throw it in Yosemite and just see what happens. He's fucked. Don't tag it. Don't nothing. No. Just all right, get out there, Yogi. Just yeah. live, live your life. That motherfucker's gonna be dead in six months. Yeah. He's, uh, what time does my steak come? Yeah, <laughs> and it's gonna be a painful death. Oh yeah, yeah. He's yeah, gonna yeah. die from starvation, and yeah. then right before he right before he takes his last breath, a moose is just gonna gore him. Or, yeah. You know what I'm like it's 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 crazy, man. So I don't know why we you should you shouldn't do that to a little human being. You're no. you're, you're hurting them. Yeah. You're not, you're not helping them at all that is the one area where i feel um i'm very conflicted because we only let the kids uh you know run around and ride around in this block but like i said when we were kids my parents basically just said in the summer when the sun goes down be home and then on school days you got to be home by whatever dinner time or something like that in time to do your homework but we were just out and about like uh lord of the flies or something man and bullies talking about bullies like that was a real deal, you know. Sure. I got jumped a few times coming home. I got beat up. Yeah. And that was it. Just had to suck it up. No, I you mean, know? Guess, guess what? You just got beat up. Stand up, shake it off, yeah. walk it off. I remember that too. And don't go I remember, down that street. I remember dusting myself <laughs> up, picking up my backpack, going home like fucking fuck, yeah. fuck. But what see, do you but, do? But it makes you think, what are you gonna do? Are you either going to A never walk down that street again? Yeah, yeah. B learn how to fight. Yeah. Or C you know, be a bitch. Yeah, yeah. And that's up to you. It's you know, it's, yeah, it, yeah. that's your decision. Whatever you want to do for the rest of your life. Yeah. But but kids and people in general, human beings, need to be put in those situations because you need to reveal your character to yourself. Yeah. You know, because that's a that's the tragedy of all of this. You know, you let these kids, you you we we coddle kids so much. I think that if you that what you're doing is you're 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 risking them not knowing who they really are. Yeah. And then when they need themselves to save themselves, yeah. they don't know. They won't know. They won't know how to find. They won't know how no to show foundation. up. There's no foundation there. You yeah. know, I got I got a story. Uh, we have friends and uh, they were renting a place over in downtown Campbell, which is right by the police station. Mm-hmm. This is how bad it's gotten, Rudy. Yeah. Their kids would ride around the block and it's a safe. It's a great neighborhood. Right. And the police station is literally right there. Right. And they were riding around the block one time and. um the mother got a knock on the door and it was Campbell police department mm. and it was a, a female cop. And she said, um, your kids, the kids were in the driveway. She said, your kids are riding around the block. Did you know they're riding around the block? And then our friends, yeah, they, they ride around the block. I tell them they can go around the block. And then the cop just looked at him and go, and you're okay with that. And she goes, yes, I'm okay with that. Right. 
And then the cop left. But isn't that weird? That is so odd. That's a police enforcement. That's law enforcement asking yeah. you if you're okay with your kids. Like, do you know something we don't know? Right. Right. <laughs> Where's like, that? It's like, dude, like, like, so what's so what's gonna happen? My kid's gonna fucking learn how to come back home? Like learn yeah. learn his way home? Or you know, like why why are why are we encouraging, you know, this this notion? That we have to just be hovering over yeah. little human beings. You know they're not going to stay like that forever. They're not teacup yeah. chihuahuas. No. They, they're going to grow up. Yeah. You know, they're going to get older and they're going to have to know how to ride. God damn, if you can't ride your fucking bike around the block, yeah. how are you ever going to like get into an argument with somebody at work yeah. without quitting or without right. hitting them? Yeah, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, think about who you are creating, you know, and to have a police officer endorse that. You know, it's, it's so crazy. funny because you would think that a police officer would be like, oh, that's cool. Little kids riding around the block. And and it's my I'm job. A, I'm a police officer. I'll just make sure they, they don't get fucked up. You know, that's that's exactly what I was thinking. Like, you're the police. So. It's like, are you telling us we don't live in a safe... I'm pretty sure we live in a safe neighborhood, but is right. there something here that you don't know about? And if you do know about something can shady you, going up, can you fix it? Heads up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> can you fix it? Said, I okay, think you have I the authority you to fix this. it if there's someone trying to uh, kidnap my child. They're like, yeah, they're, actually the cartel has a house right there yeah, on the corner, yeah, yeah, yeah. so I don't know if you want to let them... You know, and I'm El on their Chapo. payroll. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, <laughs> if we lived in Chihuahua, then that would definitely be the case. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm with you 100%, man. That's just the oddest shit, and it's really indicative of where we are as a... The yeah. times, the culture, the current American culture, which uh, yeah. is ass backwards, if you ask me. It is. Um, so I, I wanted to get into it a little bit about uh, your, what you do in radio yeah. right now, too. Um, do you find parallels between doing your stand-up stuff and then being on air uh, in the radio? Uh, not really. I mean, no. there's a little bit to, in my opinion, there, there, there are some parallels. There's some, some similarities. You know, you're, you're, you're performing, mm-hmm. in a sense. Um, I mean, you're 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 trying to be enter, in, at least interesting. Yeah. You know, but also at the same time, there's there's a lot of differences. Um, you know, when you try to tell if you if you're gonna tell a joke on the radio, yeah, you just have to you have to do it in a conversation form on, in a one on one form because yeah. you can't you're not gonna get the same reaction that you would get in a room full of three hundred people. You right. know, you get the you get an instant reaction. Yeah. When you're doing it at a comedy club as opposed to on the radio, on yeah. the radio, if you try to tell a joke, <laughs> it just kind of goes out there. And you won't yeah. know if it bombed or if it smashed. You'll have you'll have yeah. no idea. Comedy club, you know immediately yeah. if what you did was trash or not. You yeah. know, uh, so I find that a lot of comics they have a tough time uh, on, on doing radio stuff because of that. Yeah, because they think, well, I'm a comic and there's a microphone here uh-huh. and there's there's people here, so I'm gonna let my comedy instincts take over. My yeah. stand up my stand up instincts just take over and do that right so they start performing as if they were at a com- at a comedy show uh, they tell their joke yeah. and you know i'm sorry but i think it's kind of like human nature like if you say something funny genuinely funny people are going to laugh no matter whether it's one person in the room right, or 300 right, right. but sometimes you, you sometimes you give a witty remark uh, that would usually get a couple of laughs in a yeah. comedy club and you just have three regular people in the room talking to you and they don't give you that response okay. and it kind of yeah. it kind of oh. messes with your head and you're like yeah. oh shit yeah, like yeah, do yeah. i suck at this oh my yeah. god i'm bombing yeah. i'm bombing it's like no you're not bombing you're just yeah. having a regular conversation yeah with two other people right. so i i find that that happens to a lot of comics when when they go in there um myself included i mean i would definitely say that i, I thought like that when i first started doing uh radio um but that's that to me is the biggest difference once you right. get past that yeah and you realize that it's just a conversation that you want to have on right. air and that, you know, people are willing to listen to a good conversation. doesn't yeah. necessarily have to be, like, with punchlines. and doesn't and have to be all zingers. doesn't have to be all zingers, you know? Yeah. Once you get past that, then radio can be a lot of fun. Yeah. And that's that's why I've stuck around for yeah. uh, for so long. No, this not so long. It's only been five years, but still, though. Uh, what's the radio station you're at? I'm at KBLX right now. KBLX. I do a okay. morning show called The Dream Team okay. um, on 102.9 KBLX. And before okay. that, I was doing movie reviews over at Alice 97.3. Uh, and before that I was at KMBR that, I started in sports talk radio. Oh, so, nice. So, so before Alice, I did it about a year and a half over at KMBR. Okay. A morning show called the audible. And then before that I did two years on a morning show called the three amigos, uh, 95.7, the game. God damn. So yeah. So you've had a lot of experience so far, so far. Yeah. yeah. Five, radio is, is, is very, um, you know, it's like an incestuous type of industry. Okay. So once you're in, once you like not not once you're in, you're in. But yeah. once you're in, you can't end up in a totally different lane yeah. just because you know the people in that industry. So that's kind of what happened. What happened to me? That's why I went from sports to pop to a pop station. Okay, to an R and B station. 
do you listen to other, I guess they're not radio programs, but do you listen to any like the nationally syndicated stuff? And if yeah. so, what do you like? Um, well, I mean, I, I listen to a lot of sports talk and politics. I'm really into sports and society. That's okay. that's kind of my thing, right? Okay. Um, so I, I do listen to a lot of like Jim Rome, okay. Stephen A. Smith. Um, I love to listen to, I'll, I'll even listen to uh, like Colin Coward. Okay. Um, and... I used to listen to a lot of Michael Savage back in the day. Okay. But I don't know. I, I, I think I just, I think my, my, my time on the road, like actually driving a car, that changed. So I stopped oh, listening to yeah, him because yeah, yeah. you really only listen to the radio. Yeah. The radio, you know, the actual turn the dial. And when you're in your car, you don't really listen to it when you're at home. Yeah. I think, and, but I think that's why we had a, a chat about this with podcasting. And I think now when I say radio, I almost am thinking radio and podcasting are converging. They're right much, there, man. Right? Because right even a radio program, I don't know if they're doing all with all of them, but many, a lot of the top sports radio stuff, I know um, like Breakfast Club yeah. is, is off the hook there, more hip-hop culture, but they, have com- they do a lot of com- comedians on it too, which right. I like a lot. That's, that's another one too. Like I, see, I wasn't even thinking about that. I was thinking about like on, on the dial and like exactly. with no video. Yeah. You know? But no, but you're absolutely right. I, 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 love, the, I love things like I love uh, the Breakfast Club, and, yeah. and I don't even think of it as a radio station. I think of it right. as a TV sh- like a show Yeah, because I'm, I'm usually watching it uh, listening to it with the video. So yeah, I, I that's know what you where mean. I think when it comes to social media, I think that's the benefit of social media is we were talking about how society is pushing us more and more to we're isolated, right? We're in a car for two hours a day. We're in an office staring at a screen for eight hours a day. We come home, we watch Netflix. And so I think everyone's craving this conversation. Definitely. And whatever the conversation doesn't really matter. And, and really, when you think about it, the podcast is the grandchild of a radio program. Right. Yes. It's just now I can't afford to broadcast this on there, but guess what? I can afford to pay host it up on on the uh, internet. So we have ourselves a podcast. Um, but yeah, I think that radio and podcasting um, are are converging right now, mm-hmm. and I'm guessing that the skills sets probably are interchangeable for doing the two things. Uh, well, I, I mean, I, I'm with you. I'm with you 100 because I think that you have people that are doing podcasting that are really doing what most people want to tune into on on, on their radio. You know, yeah. they want to hear people converse. They want to hear yeah. a back and forth, a difference of opinion, a, a sharing of ideas. Yeah. People people actually do cra- – and I think radio was more like that in the past. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm not a radio historian. Yeah. But I think it was more like that in the past. And now, you know, we're so driven by, um, you know, shitty pop music and terrible commercials for products that we don't need. Yeah. Um, radio has just kind of become like this huge billboard yeah. where you're just kind of always selling stuff. And that's yeah. my, that might be another reason why, why people love podcasts so much because they don't have to deal with that. Yeah, that is true. You got to go through a lot of commercials if you're It's a watching. lot of filtering, man. Yeah. So when you're doing corporate radio, it's a lot, it's a lot of filtering. So it's not the same. It's not yeah. as enjoyable uh, to listen to if you don't want if you want to go through if you want to get through all that bullshit it's not as enjoyable to listen to as a podcast I'm amazed by how much uh, advertisement proliferates every form of entertainment right. that we have and even social media it's like I can't do anything you go on YouTube I mean I get it they got bills to pay so I'm not knocking it but I'm just amazed that you know you get commercials on YouTube you get uh, your all your social media feeds you get ads in those Obviously, we've always had the terrestrial radio where we turn tune in and we're getting ads. Yeah. The other day, I was so appalled. So we have uh, Amazon Prime, and I couldn't believe it. Now some of the Prime movies they put in commercials. <laughs> right. And I'm like, wait right. a minute, aren't I paying for a service here? How am I getting commercials for something I'm yeah. paying for? But it's like they're fucking everywhere. Because they're just they're trying to make sure you don't forget about them. You know. Oh my god. You're just gonna get oversaturated, and that sometimes, man, I, I just I wonder. I'm like, what are we turning ourselves into? That we're just consumers feed. Yes. yes. You know, these like rabbit, like these, these rabid dogs that yes. are all, we need this, we need that. Give them this, give them that. Yeah. You know, we, I, I, I need that. I need that TV or I need that, that new phone or I need that laptop. It's like work. Everything is just about consuming all the time. It and is. it's just, I feel like it's just and chipping it's easy. Away. It's so easy. Right. Amazon, just, boop, boop, I want to send boop, it to your house. Yep. You know, this idea, it's scary easy. It's scary. Easy. It's scary easy. The yeah. fact that we have the ability to have a drone bring us oh, our, man. you know, our our, our new uh, our new laptop. 
you know, the fact that the drone can bring it over to us and, and yeah. we don't have to, and we're excited about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What, like, why For a are, minute, for a minute. And then we're like, oh, then you get up with the garage, like, you're like fucking shit packed everywhere. You go, why do I have all this shit? Well, no, what I'm saying, what, when I say excited, I mean, yeah, we're definitely turning into fucking hoarders, right? Yeah. But when I say excited, I mean, we're excited about this idea that we no longer have to leave the prison, which is our home. Mm. We can stay here. Oh, we could just be in here. Yes. Just, you know, just living in, in our pajamas and, and just being eating our fucking pizza and and just smelling our farts all day and oh, oh we just love i oh, just i want to be back in the womb oh, i just want to be within myself yeah. oh god it's so great why are we excited about that uh, why why does that uh, make people and you know we laugh it off now yeah oh god i don't want to leave my house oh god who wants to be in traffic yeah. all day oh god i yeah. hate standing in line at customer service yeah yeah it's easy to joke now about it but goddamn, when is this gonna end like how far are we gonna take this you know i i feel like we're Virtual reality, maybe. That's the. F I was just about to mention that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you see kids with their iPads. Yeah. And parents give their kids oh, iPads. It's dangerous. Do That's you know crack. what the? Do you know what the? What's the natural next step? Might not be the very next one, but eventually, a couple of steps from now, possibly. What's the natural next step? You're gonna walk into your house, mm. and you're gonna see your fat ass kid sitting on the couch. Yeah. With Cheetos in his hand. Yeah. Fucking slobber coming out of his mouth and he's going to be in. and he's going to be wearing his Oculus. Oh yeah. Like 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 the ski the ski mask yeah. or the ski goggles type type of shit. Oh yeah. yeah. And he's going to be sitting there just laughing or or just maybe not even laughing because sometimes I watch kids watching their iPad and they they don't even seem entertained. They just seem locked in, right? They're zombies. They're zombies. Yeah, yeah. And that and you're going to and the parents are going to be relieved. Oh, thank God. Yeah. Finally. He's not he's and not then let sassing me, put, me. And then they're going to put on their Oculus and they're just oh. going to join their kid on the couch. Yeah. It's just why are we excited about going in that direction? I I think I I I'm concerned about that too. I'm concerned about that because I used to think uh, being in the technology trade, I was like, oh, I love it. Love all this technology. But now I um, there's where I work, there's multiple places where the Google bus will pick up their employees. You know? Right. And you can look, there'll be a row of 30 people, 30 people. No one's talking. Everyone's like this. Yeah. And I'm, I'm looking down at my phone. If you listen to audio, right. just like, <laughs> like, like just let me give the play by. Yeah. yeah play -by -play. <laughs> I'm just looking. They're just looking in their phone. No one's talking. I bet these motherfuckers ride with each other every morning. Monday through Friday, they probably don't even know each other's names. No, no. And and if one of them were to even look up and ask for the time, hey, yeah. fucking yeah, weirdo. get away, <laughs> get away from me, you weirdo. God, don't you have an iPhone, an iWatch? Ugh, God, yeah. an Apple Watch? Jesus Christ, get away! And then you come home and you think that that's new, that that's that's like interesting fodder. Yeah, you know, can you imagine that terrible that fucking the, that same person after somebody asked them for the time, they get home and the only thing they have to talk to their wife about is like, honey, you'll never guess what happened today. Someone tried to talk. Someone tried to talk to me. Can you believe? Oh my god, they tried. Yeah. What they say? Yeah, they asked for the time. Oh, oh my god, <laughs> you know, it's, just like, it's like why are we deliberately running towards this future? I, 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 I don't know. Do you think it's going to change or you think it's going to keep going? Nah, man, it's got to keep going, man. It's going to keep going. We're, we're keep going. in, we're not in the fucking belly of the beast, man. We're in the rectum of the beast. We're, dude, we're, we're ready to be shit we're out. We're ready to be shit out. And then you know what's going to happen? It's just, we're just going to jump back out of the asshole and jump right back into the it, mouth. Yep. It's the serpent <laughs> eating its tail, but in this case, it's the dragon eating its shit. There you go. That's what's happening. We're just some shit eating dragons. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I think there's too much inertia now. Yeah. That the inertia cannot be stopped unless there's some kind of catastrophic thing, which I can't imagine what that would well, be. Well, I'll tell you what my hope is. Yeah. My hope is that um, I am convinced that the human spirit is indomitable. Yeah. Um, and that as long as people see things like what me and you are doing. Yeah, yeah. Currently having a conversation. As long as people see that those things still exist, as long as people understand that they have the capability to do that, yeah, it will call them and they will run to it. Yeah. And then that person will inspire others to do the same. Yeah. You know, so as much as we as much as I believe that uh, things like technology, you know, we're talking about the Oculus and the iPad, as much as I believe that those things are, are consuming us, consuming us in a dangerous way. I still don't think that they are strong enough to break the human spirit. Yeah, I believe yeah. that as corny as that may sound, yeah. I believe that shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, I really don't think that the, the human spirit is that weak. We want it to be that. We, 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 we want to believe that it's that weak because it's easier to sell somebody that shit yes. when they are convinced that they have no choice. But we do have a choice. And, yeah. you know, the fact that we, the fact that we have no choice, uh, we have no choice to having a choice. Like, it's in us. 
Yeah. Whether we like it or not, our the human spirit is yeah. always going to see two people having a conversation. Yeah. Animated conversation, getting into it. Yeah. And somebody's going to look up and be like, "What are they talking about?" Yeah. What are they talking about? And what then they're going to go, "I want to talk with someone exactly. about that." Exactly. And then they'll make a friend. Exactly, man. So that until they figure out a way to kill that. Yeah. Uh, you know, I don't think they figured that out just yet. I don't think they will. But until they figure out a way to kill that, we're always gonna we're always gonna have that little that little speck of hope within us. And yeah, yeah. hey man, that's all you need. Yep, that's, that's all, all you need. need to to grow it to grow it and make it bigger. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Let me hit you with one more question, sure. and then we'll do some. Uh, we'll talk about where you're going to be at and whatnot. Um, if uh, you could go back yeah. in ten years ago, and you see yourself going to walk up on stage. For the first time and you give yourself one tip of something you've learned over the last 10 years to that guy just starting comedy what would it be if anything or would you just let him figure it out on his own you know what man i i i don't know if i could give that person a tip on uh how to have a dope ass set for that yeah. first time I don't know if I, if I if I can compact. It could be any t- any type of. Actually, you did a good one. You talked about nerves. Yeah, that's well, a good I, I one. Was, I was going to play off that, but yeah. I was going to take it one step further, man. What okay. I would love to go back and tell, uh, you know, Rudy from ten years ago is to remember that the most powerful thing and the most beautiful thing in the world is uh, humility. You know, um, and I don't mean being meek. A lot of people. Yeah. Confuse. That's false, false humility. A lot of people humility. confuse yeah. being uh, meek with being humble. I don't mean that. Yeah. I just always think that it's good to remember the power of humility because it's such a it's such a huge it's such a big force and it gives us the power to do so many things. It gives us the ability to do so many things, you know. And if you remember that, you know, being humble isn't just bowing down your head and not taking credit when people are. Tra- it's not just that. It's not that. It's not exactly that. It's also being able to look into the mirror. And realizing that you fucked up and forgiving yourself for being such an idiot so that you can move on and grow in a more positive way, in a more effective. So you can be more useful to the people that you failed around you. That's humility. You know, knowing that you don't have all the answers. Yeah. Yeah. Knowing that when you think you have all the answers, that's when you're that's when you're really fucking up. Yeah. You know, knowing that the wise think they're foolish and the foolish think they're wise. Yeah. Like that humility is understanding that you don't have that you don't have all the answers to, to all these questions, no matter how much you think about it, no matter how many, how many times you've gone through it, yeah. you know, that to me is, is humility. And it's such a powerful force. And 10 years ago, I mean, I really could have used that bit of advice. And even 10 years before that, I could have used that yeah, bit of advice. Yeah, yeah. That, that bit of advice never gets old and never gets washed up and never gets yeah. played out. You know, it never does. So I would, I would try to say that to, to Rudy 10 years ago. Nice. And then the motherfucker would probably look at me and be like, shut yeah. the fuck up. Yeah. Man. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. I'm nervous as shit right now. <laughs> you know what though? I what what you just said is actually I have three words and and that I are kind of like my core words, and humility is one of those. Mm. So I, I say you have to be patient. Yes. In all things, in all everything you want to do in life, whether it's uh, you know keeping a healthy relationship with your family members or whether it's starting a new career or a new craft, you got to be patient. Mm. Right. Right. And then the second one is if you want to ever be good at or competent in anything, you got to be focused. Right. Meaning if it's time to write a joke, you sit down, you fucking write a joke. If after an hour you don't have a joke, you don't have a joke, but you sat down and you, and you did the fucking work. Yeah. And that's focus. And then the focus is also like, I don't feel good tonight, but I got to go do my five minutes at the caravan or whatever. Right. right? Or, or at least write. Even if you're not going to have like a phenomenal joke that you're going to lay it all out. Like, yeah, you, you don't, you're, nobody's going to bat a thousand, right? You're not going to write no. every single thing you write is not going to be fucking incredible. Yeah. But at least write, put pen to paper. Yeah. Yeah. Or fingertips to keyboard or whatever you do. You know? Yeah. So there's, there's focus. So I got patience, patience focus, focus. And then the last one is humility. Mm. I consider that the, the trifecta of uh, trying to accomplish anything of value in life. That's you real, need man. those. You need. Those I'm, I'm with you on that. Yeah. I'm with those. Those are three powerful elements that get overlooked all the time. Yeah. And Especially you know, patience, like you talked about in this day and age. Like we're doing everything we can to live in an impatient society. We 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 certainly are, and but we and we applaud that. We, we applaud when things happen fast. I just need to push a button and it's I just, get. To oh, we, and we applaud it, you know, but. What's the point of what's the point of getting something really fast if you're getting something really shitty? Yeah. You know, I, I just and you know what though, man? I'm not I'm I'm not gonna blame the current uh state of technology for a human being failing to see that. I'm willing to I'm willing Good to point. Yep. I'm willing to accept the fact that hu- the the human experience 
um, is it can be complex and can be yeah. hard, you know, and and can be can be uh, disappointing sometimes. Yeah, but yeah. it could also be very encouraging, and yeah. it could also be very uh, empowering. Right. You know, so I'm willing I'm willing to accept the fact that it's not just us, man. You know, yeah, going back yeah. to what we were saying earlier, yeah, we're yeah. not the only ones. Like, there's been yeah. human beings that have been That's trying right. to figure out the value of patience, mm-hmm. focus, and humility for a long time. You know, yeah, it's yeah. not just us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it won't be just us. It'll be future kids. Yeah. With all this information available to them, and they'll fuck it up too. <laughs> yeah, 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 one hundred percent. That's the human. Just remember, man. A great dude told me this one time, man. A fellow comic. His name is Jabari Davis. I'll just say he doesn't really do comedy anymore, but he okay. said this one time, and I, I've thought about it ever since, man. He said, uh, "Human beings discriminate, but the human experience does not." Mm. I don't know where he got that from, or if he made it up, but it sounded dope as fuck when he said it, and That's it always good. stuck with me. So I like. That. I uh, I rely on that a lot. Nice, nice. So where can people go see you, hear you, find uh, out about your I mean, stuff? First of all, you can go to my website if you want to just check out my calendar, see any okay. shows that I'm doing in, in the in the future. Um, go to RudyOrtiz.com, pretty simple. If you want to just check me out on Instagram and Twitter, it's at It's Rudy Ortiz. Uh, and then I'm on in the mornings on the, on the Dream Team on KBLX 102.9. Uh, I do the morning show 5 to 10 a.m. there. Um, and any shows coming up soon, I mean... Uh, I'm going to be headlining over at Tommy T's in Pleasanton on November 26th. Um, I miss you by one day. Yeah. Are you there on the 27th? I'm there on the 27th. Yeah. Yeah. I'll I'll be there on the 26th. And then uh, I got a really cool show in Oakland called First Impressions Chocolate Sundays uh, at the Complex in Oakland on the 30th. So... That's that's some stuff going on next week. Nice. But nice. other than that, though, man, you could just you know catch me in somebody's garage doing a podcast. There you shit. go. <laughs> you know, I could de- you'll definitely you'll definitely I appreciate you'll it. You'll definitely friend. see me there more often. Hopefully. Yeah, yeah, that was good, dude. I appreciate you having me, man. And please, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. let me tell you something, dog. Don't stop doing this shit, man. A lot yeah. of comics talk shit about podcasts. A lot of people talk shit about podcasts. Fuck them. Like, like, like yeah. this is dope. You know, yeah. this is a, you're giving people a space yeah. to to exchange thoughts, to share ideas, and and to like you know mold like mold a couple of ideas out and yeah. shape a couple of ideas, and and that's dope as fuck. Yeah, you know. So please don't stop doing this. Do do this as long as you can. I'm gonna do this as long as I can. I have a lot of fun with it, and um, I think. You know, if nothing else, if we subtract my ego from it, maybe I'm doing some kind of like community building because I'm trying to get out there. Maybe. <laughs> talk with people. Maybe, man. Hear dude, their stories. Dude, if you're being sincere. Yeah. And if you're coming from an authentic place, I'm, sky's yeah. the limit, dog. Yeah. Sky's the limit, man. You're being you're being Hopefully. yourself, bro. And like, yeah. you know, nobody can put a cap on that. You can't quantify that. Nice. I appreciate it. Thank you, Rudy. Right on, man. Thank you. Yeah. Sweet. That was good.